0: Rubbish and probably a podcast, a Good Omens commentary podcast, where I, someone who has seen this show too many times, and I, someone who also has seen season one or two of Good
1: Omens, uh, discuss every single episode of
0: Good Omens.
1: But for today's for today's
0: episode, we are discussing our predictions and wish list for season three. And answering some of y'all's questions. Or I guess all of your questions. We didn't exclude any of them. So, yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Alright, so it's been, like, two weeks since we last recorded, and you're no longer an active Good Omens mode. How's it, how's it going? What are you thinking? What's your life? You know what? I, mm-hmm.
1: While Good Omens was happening, I rarely had any funny thoughts about it. <laughs> Uh I mean, like, I would talk about it in the podcast and I would, you know, joke about. But, like, outside of that, every time I thought about Good Omens, it was always, like, thinking about it seriously. Mm -hmm. I feel like now that it's over and it's, like, done with and I'm not in the podcasting mindset anymore of, like, oh, I have to talk about this in the podcast and I have to have something worthwhile to say. Yeah. I feel like I like season two better.
0: (laughs) I'm like, that's funny.
1: (laughs) I mean, okay, maybe not season two specifically. Actually, I've not engaged uh-huh. with any content that's like season two specific. More of like my anger for the season has like dissipated. You know, huh. it's like okay, what else? Because it's over. <sighs> it's done.
0: That's true.
1: I feel like it's just going to rise back up when season three comes out. God, I hope season three doesn't happen. Let's just end it right here right now. <laughs> <laughs> so really? true. I still have not involved myself with the Good Omens fandom. I'm like scared. I'm gonna talk about it later because there is a question in our Q&A that made me look something up in huh. t- on Tumblr. <laughs> And it uh-huh. will be with so much rage and upset, so I just am never doing that again.
0: Yeah, I mean, the tag is a difficult place to be. It is. I
1: mean, I feel like this is so mean to say, like, at the first five minutes of our. What, the good no one not- there is <laughs> funny? <laughs> because, like, I mean, probably the people who listen to us are, like, people who are on Tumblr blogging about good moments and stuff. But, like, mm. I just mean, like, I feel like when you go to the main tags, it's always the worst of the worst that gets filtered to the top. So, yeah.
0: Is the thing that you looked up that filled you with rage the coffee theory? The coffee, yes.
1: It's so bad! I mean, I am so We'll get to it. (laughs) That the person who sat that, that asked that us that question asked it and then said their thoughts because I feel yeah. like I wouldn't be able to interface with it well if they just asked it with the assumption. That right, they I'd be with like, it.
0: God, I need to be nice to you, but I don't <laughs> yeah. agree with that theory. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Anyway. I also
1: I think I've been more just thinking about a and Crowley in the Season One context even until now. I don't know. Mm. season two is fine but i keep on dilly-dallying i just said I, it's it's fine i like it but also it's not real to me like i refuse to read fan fiction that is set in season two or even has yeah. aspects of season two in it you know stuff like that fun stuff yeah how about you huh because i mean how you about you're me? like you watched good omens and you didn't exist to create content <laughs> out of it for a really long time and then you know for a whirl in three months it was your only the only thing on your mind so how was that this is true
0: um i mean it was wonderful it was (laughs) wonderful it's all i've ever wanted i don't know it was it was nice to to get to do like a deep dive into it because i feel like i've i gained a much better understanding of the characters because i think before it's like i watched it i had feelings and then i relied on like like, fic and the occasional post to, like, shape my, like, deeper interpretations of things. But then I got yeah. to come up with stuff on my own. Congrats to me. I do also
1: quite like that about my experience of watching Good Omens. Mm-hmm. I mean, in general, I'm not a person who involves myself in fandom that's a complete lie i mean for supernatural yeah, we went to supernatural
0: myself. together
1: <laughs> we literally went to... no but like it's... supernatural was kind of more of an exception like mm. a lot of other stuff i either do not involve myself in the fandom
0: what was the ace or Attorney like twitter
1: yeah and that one i literally hated everybody i ever <laughs> met in that place so like... <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> So it's uh, it's I'm not fond of that kind of stuff. But it, it is miserable sometimes when you're like... But I do want to talk about it. But also, I feel like every single person available that I can talk about it with doesn't interface with it the way I wish to. I don't know. Having this podcast is like... I think you're generous enough to interface with me the way I want to interface with like Good Omens. And also, like, the people who opt in to listen to us like our episodes are so long and arduous like yeah. they're listening in <laughs> until the very end it's like they probably
0: agree you know what I mean yeah,
1: yeah
0: I mean, we could crazy. have hate listeners but yes, if I mean it's so listener, high I really do really want
1: to know like it's my dream that someone listens <laughs> to an episode of, like waits for an episode to yeah, and text their listen friends, to like, the six yeah. hour episode <laughs> that is (laughs) 12.2 oh my god in four hour 30 minute mark of rubbish and probably a podcast episode 12 they said that blah 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 and i vehemently disagree crystal and they are the stupidest motherfuckers alive and like that's my dream if you do that
0: thank Uh, you so much i i do imagine like the time when we called Zerophil and Neil Gaiman, people with, like, 15-year-olds on Tumblr reading comprehension. I, I know in my heart someone was like, yeah, and so do you guys. <laughs> it's important to me. I, I wish people hate listening to us. <laughs> so true. None of this is a season 3 prediction or wish. <laughs> the only difference so...
1: is that people hate <laughs> listening to us. <laughs> God, I want everyone to know that that episode is like 6 hours long and the raw mm-hmm. um footage is footage. The raw recording is like eight, eight hours and hours, 50 hours and
0: 50 minutes.
1: That's baby. crazy. Almost 9 hours. And it was yeah. like, split through two recording sessions cuz I couldn't I couldn't hold out. I could I
0: cannot. This is true. I mean, it's so crazy that our original plan was to have all of episode uh, 12 be, like, in one recording session. That would have totaled to, like, what, like, 14 hours? 15 hours?
1: I mean, the moment we ended that one, I was like, no, I can't do it. (laughs) So, I was right, I was right. I mean, the last episode we did a two-parter on. I literally fell asleep in the middle of recording of the second one. So You did? I
0: literally did. (sighs) Okay. Season three predictions. When do you think they're gonna see each other again? Which, like, episode number? Oh, okay. I don't have predictions, I guess. I was just gonna ask questions, but you have, like, real predictions. What do you mean, when are we gonna see each other again? What are you talking about? When, then, are when are gonna they gonna see when <laughs> are they gonna see each other again which episode of are, like,
1: are we gonna completely disappear from each other's life <laughs> yeah as soon as this q a ends i'm
0: blocking you <laughs> <laughs> the moment they unblock me the podcast yes, is back on real and
1: correct that's a very interesting question i've actually not thought about that i don't think it's going to be episode
0: one I think the two or three mark.
1: I think maybe it would be fun if it's, like, episode three. So we have one episode that's curly and then one episode that's Aziraphale. Mm. And then we get the meetup episode on episode 3
0: Yeah, though, I mean, I feel like the the style of Good Omens is that they love cutting back and forth so much, so I don't know if either of them would get a solo app. We can cut back
1: to anathema or something. <laughs>
0: Oh God! Really yeah, please, please. That's please. the wish list. Anathema, yeah.
1: please. No, literally, the first thing on my season three wish list is I want Anathema back. I sincerely do. I've been thinking about her a lot, and it does mm-hmm. frustrate me because I'm like when I read fic, I'm very, 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 very um like I filter out everything, you know. Like mm-hmm. I do not, I do not like to see what I do not like to see. My preferences are listed to the T. So, Newt is always out. Anathema Mm -hmm. X Newt is always out. And so, I feel like I just have missed so many fixes where like Azerothel and Crowley are there, and then Anathema is like also a character. Mm -hmm. Recently, out of the goodness of my heart and also missing (laughs) Anathema, I like exited those um, X's on the preference. Wow. So, now I I have opened my heart to Anathema and Newt. And also Tracy and Chadwell. For some reason, uh-huh. this includes Chadwell in fix. Okay, whatever. That pick <laughs> was real nice, actually. So I'm not gonna complain. Well, I've I've exited those references, and now I've been reading fix with like Azurpha and Crowley, and Anathema in it. So yeah, I miss yeah. Anathema. Want her back, etc.
0: It would also be nice to see Adam again, but I feel like th- like that child actor probably has school to do or something. So. Unlikely. I mean, think the kids are probably like 17. Oh, right? yeah,
1: that's true. Like, well, he's about to graduate high school. He doesn't have yeah, to go to college, I think. Or... <laughs> he can just be a full <laughs> time. For the sake of good old season three. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, do, I want to see Adam less than I want to see Anathema because I feel like bringing back those kids would be a
0: little bit like we're getting the gang back together yeah
1: and i mean the fix about it are nice but like none of the show does not interface with them as like people who even like each other you know <laughs> like azir- with azir and mean, and, the and, and the kids yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so i mean,
0: i don't know she about did that. tell him to shoot yeah. and then he did shoot <laughs>
1: Recently, I've been thinking about the fact that, like, so many fakes have, like, you know, Curly be nice to Warlock or whatever. Which is so funny to me. Because he literally told the general, you should just kill that kid in a 101. So true. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. He literally sent that kid to sleep, like, every single night for years. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, we should just probably shoot him. I don't know. He had bad vibes. Exactly. I have no predictions, actually. All of these are, like, wish list stuff. So do you have any other predictions?
0: Predictions? Huh. I mean, the only thing I know properly about season three is that Neil Gaiman was, like, uh, he considered season two gentle and romantic, and season three is decidedly not. So, I mean, I think he just means there's gonna be plot that happens. (laughs)
1: I thought you
0: were gonna gonna be born, which is so funny. <laughs> well maybe there is
1: maybe they'd fuck Raw in
0: the street. Maybe they would fuck Raw in the street. I don't know, okay, like I think Jesus is gonna happen. I think the baby Jesus headcanons are cute, but I feel like it would just be sorta hard to do on a set. So I feel like they're yeah. just gonna have Jesus be like full grown in his thirties or something. Yeah, they're going to recreate Jack Supernatural.
1: Which is one wonderful character. I love Jack Supernatural. That's true. But also don't recreate Jack Supernatural. It's Jack Supernatural. Um, You will never be Jack Supernatural.
0: Yeah, I think it's unlikely that Adam's going to come back because it'll make it too clear that it's like, so you did the Antichrist in season one and now you're going to do the Christ in season three. They're going to fight it out. Yeah. Yeah, if... If Anathema's actress has the time, I think there is a way that they could incorporate more Agnes Nutter. I think so too. Yeah. Which, I mean, I know she yeah. threw
1: away that that fucking paper, and that's very important to her journey. Mm hmm. Let's bring her back, though. Like, I the think-
0: <laughs> Yeah. So,
1: I mean, like. Let's destroy her
0: journey. <laughs> I want to see her again. <laughs>
1: I feel like it would be interesting for Anatomist character to be, like, and even without the, you know, even without the Ag- Agnes stuff, even without the prophecies, she's yeah. still, like, a capable person. She's still an
0: occultist,
1: as she says. Mm-hmm. She can probably sense that something's up, and she yeah. knows that there's an angel and a demon in Soho.
0: Though, I mean, her memory of that's pretty hazy, but... I, yeah, it's still she there remembers. somewhere. I had a gaffe.
1: She remembers in <it> some way.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I feel like that this is a, like having a new apocalypse happen, and her be prophecy list is a way for her to like grapple with the decision she made on a larger scale than just like exactly having to make. Like, monthly life choices. And then she can drop Newt or she can open with, like, no Newt already.
1: I mean, I would like her to open up and then we just never acknowledge that guy. Like, he's just never mentioned. That's my dream.
0: Yeah, well, now we're back at wish list. (laughs) We We can ping pong between. It's fine. With, like, anathema.
1: I think it is very nice to be, like, she threw away that piece of paper, that book. The second Mm -hmm. set of prophecies, and like now they're at a time where like, it would be real nice if we had that book. Yeah, and you know, like grappling with that, like maybe guilt, but also like saying that I don't need it, and being like, wait, actually, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I did do the wrong thing again. Like one of our main complaints for season two is they paralleled everything to Aziraphale and Crowley, and it got tiring real fast. But like, if they really want to do a parallel to Aziraphale, like. Mm. Let's bring anathema in, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. Her, quest- like her questions of faith with like, cr- with Aziraphale being like, all of the heavenly commands are dictates are very clear, but like, God is this nebulous thing. Like, I don't really mm. know what God's asking of me. That could be, you know, applied to anathema where like, all the dictates are so clear, but also like, I don't really know a lot of the time what Agnes is actually saying, you know? And mm-hmm. then now I really don't know because I threw it away. Which is yeah. something that Ezra filled it. You know, you know, I think it's important that we bring back Anathema.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Okay, so, like, what's Crowley been doing, like, in between season two and season three? First of like, I guess I don't know how long the time skip is, but I feel like it's going to be, like, basically zero.
1: You know what? Cause... I don't think
0: there's going to be a time skip at all. I think we're
1: going to pick back where we left off.
0: Oh, All right. In that case, it doesn't really matter what Crowley's been doing because it's just been like a day and she's just been getting a white girl sh- wasted in her flat. One of my other wish lists is the Crowley mane, of
1: course. Oh, but yeah. But you know what?
0: I'm doubling
1: down. I want to see
0: Aziraphale have a beard. No. No, go- I it'll be see it. so bad. You want to you you look be very at bad. the screen at your special little guy and be reminded <laughs> of Michael fucking Sheen? I mean, not particularly, but
1: I think I do I do want to... I think I've said this. I do want to see something change in Israel's looks in season yeah. 3.
0: his outfit will be different. You did it. It happened. Boo! Well, what if we put, like,
1: I don't know, golden tattoos on his face or something? You think that would be fun?
0: Sure. Yeah. 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 A lot of people have his God. eyes go purple, okay. but, like, no, that's, okay, that's, real that's what i specific I'm thinking. thing.
1: No, but, like, is it? Cause like maybe it's a heavenly host, commander of the heavenly Host thing.
0: No, I mean, according to Neil Gaiman's Tumblr, I think he just saw purple eyes on a human and then stole them. Like, I think yeah, that was what steal the Xerophil. Xerophil should go to Alpha Centauri <laughs> and steal Gabriel's eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Crowley will just be like you went to Alpha Centauri without I me? Really like, God, not I even can... giving a fuck about <laughs> the eyeball stealing?
1: Oh, speaking of Gabriel, mm. I am unsure how much breast I don't want Gabriel him or Beelzebub. Beelzebub
0: in season three. They're out. Goodbye. <laughs> Do you think so? Or is that a wish? Yeah. I don't see why they would be back.
1: They like to employ John Hamm in this show. I feel like John Hamm will be back.
0: I just think if no one from season one came back, it seems like I don't see a reason to do like a. And now we have to go consult Gabriel and Beelzebub about the apocalypse. Okay, they're gone. Okay, here's my only
1: condition. If we never see Gabriel and Beelzebub again, we should never ever see Nina and Maggie again. Like, it should not happen.
0: We're gonna see them again, though. Are you sure? I if you just, fucking the,
1: say it, Neil Gaiman
0: said on Tumblr. No, no, he didn't say anything. It's, okay. I think it's just because, like, in the final 15, Crowley, like, waves goodbye to both of them. That, like, it seems like an yeah. odd move. They're not going to come back. Yeah, he said goodbye because, you know, they're never going to see each other ever again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the final goodbye. It's the big one.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, if we're talking about side characters, we know that Muriel and Shaxx are It's gonna be in season three. Of course,
1: yeah. We need to do a fur and Shaq's torrid love affair situation. Why not? (laughs) Yeah, why not? Okay, for
0: Shaq's, it's like... Wait, we're already
1: doing a Michael Shaq's torrid love affair situation.
0: Well, they can be a trouble just like House and
1: Cuddy and Wilson.
0: <laughs> but yeah um obviously she's very pro-apocalypse and she's gonna win that dark council seat like i don't i don't really see like a like a redemption arc for Shax, but i also don't see a, like they shove her off a cliff as she yells no ending so like i mean obviously like, not i think it
1: would be a so, bit weird okay. if they do like a and then they die in ending for anyone because i mean like in, even in season one right like they don't yeah, it well. was they just, don't hurt like, deals. yeah. Like, no one.
0: Like, Ligger was okay, right. I the guess, only character. Do, you, do you think Heaven and Hell are gonna end Reformed at all? Or is it just, like, we've held them off for another century? Season 1 paints this as, like, the big one, you know? Us versus them. Mm-hmm.
1: So I think maybe they would lean more into the, like, human aspect of the saving the world. Whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is
1: why we need Anathema back so hard and so raw. There has to be, like, it cannot be just like season one. We're going to go back to the status quo, therefore delaying the inevitable new apocalypse in the future. I think there will be a big change by the end.
0: Yeah, I mean, abolition of heaven and hell, perhaps. I don't... Do you you think Neil Gaiman has the the courage to say that? (laughs) No, he doesn't even have the courage to say that God is bad, so... Yeah. I don't think it's happening. He will never be Philip Pullman. I have only two other things on my wish list and also
1: Mm -hmm. predictions, which is Mm -hmm. crazy little thing called Love (laughs) plays in this fucking T V show. But also I want an expansion of Crowley's music tastes. Like I want to see what other stuff they're into, you know? Can we like can we play some Velvet Underground in this thing?
0: We should. Is is the bit that, like, every single CD in their car turns into Queen... That's not Ken in the TV show, right? And, like, when Aziraphale brings out the Velvet Underground, like... Crowley's not like, oh, that'll be Queen by now. So, like, I guess, like... So, in the show, Crowley does listen to all the Queen, like, on purpose. In the book, Crowley doesn't even like Queen,
1: I think. I mean...
0: (laughs) That's just what happens
1: to their music. The Bentley like screen that's a very different thing than probably liking it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They're going to be back in the flat. God, it's going to be so miserable or will it be? Who knows.
0: I feel like it's it is going to be not that miserable cuz I feel like it's like season 3 is going to focus more on the plot and like once Neil Gaiman's like I'm no longer writing a romance primarily, he'll just like drop a lot of the emotional baggage that we ended season two with. We actually have a question regarding
1: this later, so this I'm going to talk about that in that question more. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, in season two, right? Like, right there, Zerophil and Crowley with the intention of making it a romance. It's like, I feel like it's not as effective as it could have been. Or, I mean, mm. it's not as good, I would, I should mm. say, as it could have been. I don't know, maybe it will actually help if it's not so romance-centric.
0: Yeah, we can get back to the the season one, episode three, which was the height of romance.
1: Yeah, it sure was crazy. I'm still thinking about that. I'm still there. I'm still in Rome, baby. I'm still in Rome.
0: <laughs> okay, I mean, wishlist, like, Xerophil Memory, Wife, Blast, 100, go. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that that w- if this is going to be a more human-centric apocalypse, I feel like Aziraphale getting his memory wiped would just derail all of that and we wouldn't get anathema back or anything. So like maybe not. If there was like gonna be a season 4 which like luckily there will not be please (laughs) knock on wood um then I would would allow Aziraphale to get memory wiped but I think we don't have the time for it. The book of life, I don't know if it's gonna come into play in season 3. Like it seems like it should, but also it's fully possible that he just made this thing up to create fake consequences and fake stakes in season two and then drop it immediately, so I don't know. Aziraphale erases Jesus from the Book of Life, no click, not clickbait, question mark? I don't think it's gonna happen. Would be funny, though. I mean, there. Is, I mean, we've been introduced to the
1: idea of, like, removing- the angels' memories from like the time of angelness, mm. but I feel like to implement that on a large scale is incredibly mean and like very bad.
0: <laughs> so oh, like, you mean a form of heaven abolition is just like wiping every angel's memory and dropping them down to earth to be humans? Yeah, but that's yeah, yeah, like, that would not be Nices. I mean, it'd be nice if they talked it out, but I don't think they're gonna talk it out. No one has ever talked. Yeah, should we should we get to the Q and the A? Yeah, let's let's get on the Q and A. All right. Oh, I guess you should ask the first two because I'm the one answering them because they're just for me because I'm like special or whatever. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, <laughs> so
1: um, the first set of questions is like about canon-related stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're like, oh, but you asked one of my questions, why not the other one? It's because the other one's, like, on another category. That's why. Well, mm-hmm. so our first question is from Anonymous. What are some aspects of good omens you preferred in the book and what are some you preferred in the show? This is a Crystal-specific question because yes. I still have not finished the book.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay, I feel like... I feel like it's mostly stuff that I've talked about during season one um, where I think that the, you know, the scene where they wrap up everything with Adam is much better mm-hmm. in the book because they actually, like, give him lines that make sense and he talks about yeah. free will and all that shit, whereas it's you're not my dad <laughs> in the show I guess they just turn it into something interpersonal that wasn't there before that also has no real canon backing. So, yeah, I yeah. really, really prefer Adam's speech to the Metatron and Beelzebub in the book. I also think that the book does like a more. It does like a better job at like heaven and hell equivalency, I suppose, where like Azerothel and Crowley both consider their sides sort of meh, especially Crowley. I feel like there's a a focus on how, like, heaven and hell are just as bad as each other in the narration and in, like, Crowley's POV. In the show, I feel like sometimes they try to say that, but it still doesn't come across, really, because Mm. of... I don't know if it's, like, the visuals or the whatever... You could definitely make the argument that, like, Heaven and Hell in the show are equally sinister or whatever, but I feel like they're not portrayed as equally sinister. Like, imagine if, like, there was a battle scene where, like, they killed off, like, 60 angels. Like, it wouldn't happen, because, like, I feel like people would be like, oh no, that's bad. But, like, it is fine to kill off, like, 60 demons, right? Like... Like, demons are portrayed as less than angels in the show. And that's not really an aspect that I get in the book. Also,
1: just the visual aspect of it, right? Like, when Aziraphale was being... I keep on thinking crucified, but that's just just for crucifixion (laughs) specifically. You know what I mean? When Aziraphale was being... What's the term? Sent to die? What's the term for that?
0: Uh... It's just, what, like, sentenced to death? Annihilated.
1: There's a specific term. Assassinated. It's not that. (laughs) (laughs) Executed. Executed. (laughs) Like, you know, when Aziraphale is being executed, it's a very corporate thing. Where it's like, Mm -hmm. you did something bad, so now we're punishing you. And I am pissed at you, but only because you did something real bad. But with Crowley, it's like, you know, it's very vindictive, like...
0: I mean Crowley did kill someone. I feel like that's a more no, no, no. valid reason to execute yeah, someone. Yeah, but like
1: they all they have all of those demons watching on the other side of the mm-hmm. bathtub window. Mm-hmm. And it's like that also adds an, a layer to what you were saying that like if they killed a bunch of angels, it's like it'll you'll go, Oh, why whoa you know? Mm-hmm. Because like the demons that we do see in the show, like we see more of them, but like as father, you know? We yeah, see more of them, just but just. Sort of there for shouting in the background. To, like, yeah. Have blood on around. their face
0: and, like, yeah. be menacing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like, but demons like... are treated as a lot more disposable, as ZRFL has this whole line about it. even demons aren't that stupid. Yeah. And also, like, apparently there's, like, demons that are practically the damned that, like, I guess are, are treated as less than people, like, because of. I don't know exactly what it is. Yeah, it seems like it's like they seem to be acting like there's a group of demons that are less intelligent than other demons. And that makes them more killable. Yeah. Which is so. pretty fucked up.
1: Can I also add something? Yeah. Because I have read some of the book. Because mm-hmm. um, in the in the show Nanny Ashton is Crowley and Brother mm-hmm. Francis is a Syrophil. I suppose I do like it when it's not them. I like it better mm. because then like having Crowley in his zero we film like, like kill that about, kid. It's like there you have a more understanding version of it because you're like but they're not personally connected to this child. Mm-hmm. They're you know they're just observing this child from the distance. It's their people who are connected to this child. I mean, yeah. I joked about it earlier like maybe Warlock just really have bad vibes because Crowley sang that kid to sleep every night for years and, like, it's still yeah. like, okay, let's kill him. But, like, it makes it worse from, like, Crowley's mm-hmm. perspective that, like, they were with this kid for a long time and still is like, no, I don't really give a shit.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate.
1: Also the line in the book of, like, they would just meet occasionally in, like theaters and on tops of buses and stuff and giggle. Yeah, in and reports. museums, cafes, so scarny. Yeah, yeah, and it's wonderful. But it yeah, I feel perfect. like it. It would. I th- I've been thinking about this. Like we never really see Aziraphale and Crowley be like attached to humanity specifically. Mm-hmm. We, you, you mentioned that one line in the book where Aziraphale goes. I mean, we should do something because there's people here. But like that's. Yeah even then, it's not, like, a personal basis, you know? It's just the general benevolence towards humans.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, part of it is him feeling responsible for having messed about, like, and caused a lot of this to happen. But, like, yeah, it's not that he likes any of them particularly. You just assume it's because both of them don't
1: interact with people. one person, you know, specifically that much, so they don't really give a shit. But with you know, the reveal that actually Crowley is as Nanny Asheret and Aziraphale as Brother Francis, it's like... Oh wait, they do interact with people, like, on a prolonged period of time. Specifically this one person, and they still do not gaff. So, like, okay, well.
0: This is true. I mean, I guess back to my Heaven and Hell equivalency point, I really wish that they had somehow kept in the paragraph where Crowley maintains that, like, most demons are fine and they're just doing an unpleasant job like tax collectors do and Haster and Ligger just happen to be like total assholes and not representative of demons as a whole. I feel like that does not at all come across in the show and it adds to the whole like hell is worse and Crowley is an exception to the rule in a way that Aziraphale is but also isn't entirely... Uh, stuff that I preferred in the show I mean, it's nice to see David Tennant's face. That's <laughs> true. <Dexter. laughs> I mean, I guess you know, the one oh three montage Cold Open doesn't happen in the book. And in some ways, I think that it's good because it allows people to form their own headcanons on like what they were doing throughout history. But, like, on the other hand, that thing, like, reinvented cinema for all time, forever. So, like, I think I still do like it better being there. I mean, Godoman's the
1: show, I don't think was ever supposed to get a season two. Yeah. I do appreciate that, like, the book was published, what, 89? Uh, and then... 1990, I think. 1990? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, like, 2019... TV show comes out about their, about like the book. You just have this, you know, added like insight into their life. And it's like, that must have been real nice for the people who like have liked the book for a long time, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Unless they were like, this totally ruined all my head cannons and my fanfiction. I think I do like that Heaven is more involved directly in Azir Phil's life and in surveilling him in the show. Um, even if it created some new character traits that I wish were more similar to Book of Just because I think, you know, in the book and in the show, like, Haster and Lager are both there to surveil Crowley, and yeah. they have, like, an active, hostile presence in their life. So it it helps to also have Heaven be more present in Xerophiles, and I think it makes his faith journey better. More interesting to watch. I mean, I, I, I've I said it
1: many times, but like, I really like Azerothil's journey of fate in Good Omens. So, mm-hmm. I think they lean more into it in the show than they do specifically in the book. Yeah. And yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it.
0: And I like that Anathema has a little bit more agency in how she chooses like to burn the prophecies at the end of season one. Yeah. For our second
1: question. Yes. Uh, this is for Crystal again. So have you listened to the radio drama at all? And if so, what do you think of it? I'll answer first because my answer is very short. No. <laughs> <laughs> For a link once, and Crystal sent it to me, and then I just never clicked on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't even know what Crowley's voice sounds like. Wait, just click on the link and listen okay. to what Crowley's voice sounds like, please. <laughs>
1: okay, wait. Are we? Is it in our fin messages? God, our fin messages are. Tr- <laughs> <laughs> Why did I feel
0: like every single week? No phone. one can ever see this.
1: <laughs> until I've ever... <laughs> Wait, okay, it's here. I've I've clicked on the link. Um Radio episode one. Should I start with mm.
0: episode one? Um Uh yeah, I think Crowley should should show up pretty fast. Is this a zero fail? Talking first, yeah.
1: Yeah. A zero fail. Yeah. I like the Zero fail voice actually. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, they really just need to get someone to play a game and and they really did. Ew! Ew! (laughs) Did you get to Crowley's voice?
1: (laughs) I just heard Crowley. How are you doing?
0: How are you feeling?
1: (laughs) Ew! You good? I literally, he goes so, (laughs) I'm going to click
0: okay now. Yeah, you're brave. You can do this.
1: Oh, my God. I can't do it. (laughs) Why is it so (laughs) deep?
2: Why is it so (laughs) deep?
1: What the fuck? Well.
0: What a jump scare. Well.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Well, how do you feel? What do you think why is he doing asmr
1: why is he doing asmr (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i cannot explain the state that i'm in i'm in shock
0: (laughs) okay well i mean i don't know how you're gonna edit that to have it work but anyway yes i have listened to the radio drama um i think it's a good fun time I mean, it was it was a bit of a shock when I first heard his voice. <laughs> okay. But I got I got used to it. And I mean, it's fun. Like if like there was no TV show, I feel like like and I didn't have an idea of Crowley's voice. I feel like that would make sense like they're just leaning into the snake aspect with the acting, right? Like that makes sense. Aziraphale's voice great. They just had someone play a gay man. <laughs> It's so um, wonderful, yeah. Anathema's VA, call me. <laughs> I, I like Radio Anathema a lot. I'm not sure... Is Radio it's...
1: Anathema British? No.
0: Yeah, Radio Anathema is yeah. British. Okay. I mean, I I love Anathema's American accent in the show, and I also love her, her British thing in the radio. I yeah. think the radio play is really fun because it's like... You can sort of see the seams of, like, where they tried hard to, like, adapt the narration into a radio format because they don't have God or anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, we have, like... I mean, like... that's why I mm-hmm. asked, like, how long will I have to skip? Because
1: I thought there would be a God thing.
0: Oh, no. No God. Like, in order to, like, introduce Crowley, it's, like, Liger and Haster are hanging around the cemetery and, like... Haster's like pop quiz do you know what Crowley used to call himself like <laughs> so true that is how you do
1: exposition <laughs> you do a pop quiz about every character that shows on screen yeah. yeah
0: I think right this is the adaptation that introduced the idea of Crowley being Nanny Asterith and Hill being Brother Francis yeah you said that you didn't really like but I mean I think it's fun most of the time I mean it is so. fun it is fun Yeah, it's fun-ish, but, like, also, like... I don't know. I think it does work better without that. Um, I think that there are some iconic moments. Like, I think the way that this Crowley delivers nice dress suits you. Like, good job they have in fucking roll in the street every day. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Other fun moments? When, When the paintball fight happens, and Crowley's like... Oh my God, is there Aziraphale, you actually have blue blood. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's a fun time. I I enjoyed it. I've it's been a while since I've listened to it, and I think I've only like listened to it like three times. So I should probably revisit it sometime. But yeah, I guess what I think about it is that it is fun.
1: Okay, I've been convinced. I'll listen to it. All right, cool. Good
0: luck with Crowley's <laughs> Thank voice. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, the next question is from my friend Ansel, and he asks if you could change just one thing about Good Omens season two, what would it be? The, the the difficult part of this question being the the one part, not the rest yeah. of it.
1: You know what? I'll just change um, Maggie and Nina. Like I don't know something it? else. Maybe it's still dumb. Remove. But like, just change. I don't know if I. Could... <laughs> Because the thing is, like, changing Megan, they're such a big part of this fucking season. So, like, if we're talking, like, one thing in the broadest term, I'll say Megan, you But, like, if we're uh, talking, like, one specific thing, like, I don't know. The whole thing is a fucking mess.
0: Okay, yeah, I read it as more of, like, one specific thing. And I feel like what, like, really ended up frustrating me in the end is just, like, the lack of stakes in terms of, them yeah. not giving a fuck about how Shaxx was gonna raid the bookshop and then like the, the Book of Life threat just going nowhere and like Crowley not even caring about it. After episode eleven you said mm. one thing to me that I was like,
1: Yeah, that's true, which is that um if they just had a throwaway line after the demons like threw in that rock into the window where Aziraphale uh-huh. goes, Oh, I didn't think they'd actually go through with it and Crowley's yeah. like, wait you knew about this? And Aziraphale was like, yeah, they told me. And then Crowley's like, yeah, I mean, that's fine. I, they yeah. also told me. And it's like, yeah. They yeah. just
0: didn't think it would go this yeah, far. And yeah, like, both yeah. of them were just like, oh yeah, I didn't think they were actually gonna do anything. I thought Shaxx was full of shit. That would help a lot. I think on the, on the other end of it, it's like if they had them be a bit worried, like, I think if it was just like, if we just got a brief scene after, like, Shax like came by and threatened to declare war on Azrael or like Crowley was like checking the like protections of the bookshop like around the door or like was drawing. Oh yeah, I think I was thinking about like Crowley could have hidden like a sigil thing or something in the bookshop after like Shax came and told them about how their how she was going to declare war on Azrael and if like that was the thing instead of the halo that like Set off a bunch of alarms. I feel like it would help with the Crowley doesn't give a fuck issue, and with the Halo is such a oh god I forgot how to pronounce it Deus, Deus Ex Machina, Machina. Ex Machina yeah 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 I feel like that would that would solve two issues that I have with the season so wow that is a possibility yeah another thing that I would also take is the thing that you said during are twelve point one recording. Or 12.2? Yeah, 12.2. Where it's just, like, if Crowley was standing next to Aziraphale during the Book of Life threat and also looked very scared and, like, they were, like, on the verge of action or something before the Metatron came in, like, that would also help a lot with how frustrated I was with the last two episodes.
1: Okay, so our next section of the Q&A is, like, Um, stuff about, like, Good Omens, like, fandom slash, like... head headcanons. Playing with canon, you know. Yeah. Yeah, predictions, even. So (laughs) our first question is... Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) So this is from Anonymous. It goes... Sorry if has, if this has been asked or answered before. Never be sorry about asking us a question that may or may not have been answered before because we will probably yeah. answer it again and just say the yeah, exact we'll same calv- thing with we'll as calv- as calv- much enthusiasm. Calv- <laughs> <atom>. Yeah. <laughs> but do you subscribe to any of the theories that there was, quote, more going on in the Final 15? Coffee theory, the Metatron <laughs> was listening, so they were doing elaborate kayfabe. Curly stopped time and they were able to talk God. more before he left the shop. I see why people can see evidence for some of them, but I think I settle on this always being the way the conversation was going to go in terms of results, at least if not the exact words. Phil was always eventually going to go where Curly couldn't follow. He still hasn't let go of the idea of being part of heaven. And I think maybe the emotional integrity of the conversation depends on there not being a lot of other trickery going on. You're so correct.
0: Yeah, correct.
1: Yeah. I yeah. I Huh. I looked I mean, I was like I, I was reading this and I was like, I don't even know what the fuck K means. So I looked that up and I was like, okay, that's weird that people think that. And then I looked up Coffee Theory, good ones on <laughs> Tumblr. And I was filled with rage that I had to click out. And then yeah. I it's did it
0: bother searching
1: up the other. I don't I mean, want to be
0: mean about it, but also like I do I hate what it. Do mean s- about it because so much. Yeah, it seems to be like a it originated from
1: like one person or one group of people. So I don't want to be like and they're all stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, I yeah, but also what if I do want to <laughs> be like that? <laughs> but, but I don't. But I don't. I just okay. No. I, okay, yeah. if this is... I don't know how mean this is gonna come off. I think... I think that this is what happens when, instead of spending a good t- Like, spending, like, a good time on Adam and on actually, like, doing your themes in 106, you waste a bunch of time on an elaborate fake-out, like, body swap thing that doesn't really make sense when you, like, look at it very closely and was never in the book. I think you start getting people, like, expecting there to be like trickery think outs like that. and yeah. stuff like at the end of season two as well which i just i don't think is happening and like i don't this is like the shit that you get with like the sherlock fandom and tjlc too right like the writers like pull like one thing over on you and you're like oh my god they must be so smart they must have stuff up their sleeve like all the time, and, like, there must always be something going on underneath the surface, but it's probably just, like, they came up with one idea and thought it would be fun and, like, don't actually intend on doing, like, a plot twist every single time. They've just, like, created an expectation for it, and then, like, that's just what happens. I I blame Neil Gaiman for this, mostly, (laughs) I think it's- I just don't like the headcanon. I think that anything that lessens the emotional impact of the final 15 I'm not particularly a fan of because I feel like it relies on people being like oh but like Aziraphale wouldn't really do that or Crowley wouldn't really do that because they're like so in love but it's like they do have other shit going on and they do have problems in their lives and like like, that is the point of the final 15, is to be like, yeah, like, they, yeah, yeah, Phil still hasn't gotten over his connection to heaven, and it just, it, I don't know, I just don't subscribe to anything that, yeah, I mean, I already said everything, just anything that cheapens the emotional yeah. impact.
1: Uh, I think, for me, I mean, two things. One is that this made me realize that people, I mean, not made me realize, I knew this already, but, like, people really do watch things differently. Like, Mm -hmm. I, like, because for me, the big part of why I love Aziraphale is the, you know, the faith journey of it all. So, Aziraphale entangling himself with his faith in this way is, like, something that appeals to me. But, like, I suppose if it's not something that appeals to you, you'd be like, well, I don't like it. Let's make it be not that... And it's like, okay, fine. Um, another one is that, I think the reason why, I mean, the way I said it is like, I looked it up and I just was like, so mad. <laughs> <laughs> and a, bit, a big part of it is that, like, you're you're saying two things with this kind of stuff, which is that, one, you think Aziraphale did the wrong thing. And two, you don't even think that Azurophil is capable of doing the wrong thing. Like, there must be a reason why he did the wrong thing that isn't. Because he's wrong. We know how I feel about the Aziraphale is wrong situation, with that, which is that I think it remains to be seen. My opinion on whether Aziraphale can do no wrong or not is that, well, he, he should be able to. I mean, isn't the point that, like, I don't know, free will? Part of having free will is, you know, making mistakes. That's just mm-hmm. how it goes. I mean, it's so stupid to say that, like, oh, agency, blah, blah, blah. Like, none of these people, none of these characters have agency. They're characters being written in a story. Mm-hmm. But it does frustrate me because, I mean, I've had experiences in my life where when I tell people how I have dealt with, you know, my fate mm. and they have reacted to it in a, eh. oh, you're like being brainwashed. <laughs> you oh. know? And yeah. it's like, I think I'm a completely reasonable person when it comes to my faith. It's been a super long journey for me. People tend to hear it and then reduce it instantly to like, oh, but like, you know, your religion hates gay people and you're gay, so like, what's up with that? And it's like, a lot of things are more complicated than, you know, those very simple, like, statements. Mm-hmm. I see a Xerophil also as more complicated than the statement he wouldn't do that because and whatever comes after that Mm -hmm. you know and I feel like sometimes you I mean there are times when a story is written and you're like okay that's written bad Mm -hmm. but there are times when you have to also look at the story and go okay maybe I don't agree initially but let's interface with it in a way where I'm going trying to understand what it's trying to tell me because I feel like that's kind of the missing part in a lot of how we look at things now. It's like yeah. w- what 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 I get from it is different from what it's trying to tell me. And it's like even if what you even if what the story is trying to say you don't want to hear. Yeah. Well, it's still the thing that it's telling you. Mm-hmm. I feel very fiercely protective of Azera fails like character and characters' decisions.
2: Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a big reason, again, why I have mostly stayed out of Tumblr, specifically Circles of Good Omens. Because, I mean, with AO3, you can filter to hell and back, you know? I don't like this. Uh, But, like, with, you know, those more
0: scrolling, scrolling stuff, it's harder to do. I didn't even bring up coffee theory in the recording. Like, I'll bring up things that other people have, like, interpreted... Like, even if I don't agree with them, just as talking points, but Coffee Theory just doesn't <laughs> deserve the time of day. I mean, the Metatron was listening, so they're
1: doing elaborate kayfabe. Like, you're insane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you doing? Did you really look at Crowley's face in that scene and went, oh yeah, they're they're doing a very heightened production.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Metatron came in and he expected them to have a giant blowout crying fight ending in a kiss. Like, you're right. They were like, <laughs> what would the Metatron want to see? Like, what would he expect? And they were like, that one. <laughs> Let's do that
1: one. I mean, for the Crowley stop time. I, I just, I don't think it's true that I think they were the able reasoning... to talk before he left the shop.
0: I think the reason but... for that is because of the, the probably the clock ticking sound. Because like... When it's absent and when it's happening, people are probably like, well, like, why is the sound gone? Does it indicate something about time? Which I think is, like, a reasonable thing to think, but I feel like it was just, like, for the effects of it.
1: And I mean, I've talked about how, like, that scene where they were, like, looking at each other before Aziraphale steps into that elevator, it's, like, slowed Mm. down. It's in slow-mo. I was thinking of that and I was thinking of this and I was like, but never in a million years would I have been like and that's because Crowley has stopped time so they can talk before a steps into the elevator. Yeah,
0: I don't I think so.
1: I I just don't think it's true. Yeah. And like again, if there is evidence of this, fine. But I feel of this the exact same way I feel about Raphael, which is that okay, there's evidence. Okay, if it does happen, okay i hate it though like i still hate it like i still think it's stupid you know yeah Yeah. i still think it defeats the purpose
0: yeah oh also i i feel like in our previous recordings i felt like it seemed like i was like yeah he probably is doing Raphael crowley ugh actually i've changed my mind i don't think he is i don't think it's happening i think crowley was just higher ranking And that's it.
1: I mean, I I really doubt that it would be Raphael specifically. But if it does play that Crowley is a higher ranking angel, I'm like, okay, fine,
0: fine. Yeah, I don't even think Crowley is an archangel. I think Crowley was just like a bit higher than Aziraphale.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Uh, but also, I feel like Crowley is a bit of a thinks she's more important than she is. (laughs) Like, oh, I didn't work on the plans, but, like, we really worked close for this one and then get fired, like, a year later. Like, okay, go, Crowley. For real.
0: For real, Z. Not sure. It's so funny. Like, yeah, like, I, yeah, I worked really closely with Upstairs on it, and it was just, like, God sending, accidentally, like, CCing Crowley on an email. For real. Oh,
1: our next question is actually for from Pop Rock Ring Pop, but for some reason I read as <laughs> Pop Rock pop 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 Ring Pop Cock Ringer Questioner No, but the thing is every time I read this username Amazing username by the way, Pop Rock Ring Pop. I read it as pop Cock Ring Pop. Which you know, if you wanna change your username up, spice it up a little bit. It's a very <sighs> viable option for you, Pop Rock Ring Pop. Mm-hmm. But the question is I think we all have thoughts about how our ethereal faves as characters would or should reconcile. First of all, Crowley is occult. Put respect <laughs> on Crowley's name as <laughs> hey, an occult being. <laughs> but what's your best guess for how Neil will have them start out season three and make their way back to each other? Hug and then do it in the street. Why are no! you not brave enough to say fuck it raw in the street? But for fucking real though. I keep thinking it'll be more lighthearted than we're all imagining, but Tbh, I have no idea.
0: I mean, like what I want and what I think will happen are quite different. I I have yeah. difficulty imagining what it will be. I feel like they're gonna be forced together by plot circumstances around yeah. episode three, and I feel like I, I feel like they're just probably just gonna. Play, I don't like, think they're going to ally thing. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that they're exactly. gonna cross their arms and huff at each other and, like, snipe at each other. Like, it's gonna be, like, like a dif- divorcee's vibe. Yeah, it's going to be season 15, episode
1: 9 of Supernatural, The Trap. I don't Is that what it's know. called? Is it The Rupture? Is it The Rupture? Is no, it the it's trap? The
0: Trap. The Rupture's the one Rowena okay. dies in. Um, but and then the
1: ratchets in season four. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah. I I don't know what you're talking about because I only know of course about the apology. There's a the friger in that one. Ah! yeah. But like, what what no, do you mean it's emails. gonna be like <laughs> season 15 episode nine? Do they like? Oh, do they do they bitch at each other a lot first? Yes, very much so. They're oh. mad at each other. I mean, the entire like
1: season from season from episode three to episode nine, they're mad at each other. And they're Mm. just, like, you know, fighting and bickering and all that. And then episode 9 is the one where they're actually forced together to, like, do something. Because the other times Mm -hmm. it's, like, they break up, Dean calls, you know, stuff like that. So they're fighting and they're fighting and fighting and fighting. And then Cass gets, like, kidnapped by some guy or whatever. (laughs) I mean, they're Mm -hmm. they're in purgatory for this one. And then Dean, at the moment, is here that, like, maybe, yeah, maybe Mm -hmm. Cass is gone for good. Just (laughs) kneels and... Please.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> it's Grover.
0: <laughs> okay, right. They're gonna bicker a lot. Um, Every fic where yeah. it's like, Crowley sells a book out of spite, and that forces Azir down to Earth to yell at her, and that's the first time they've talked since the end of Season 2 is wonderful. That should happen. I don't think it's gonna happen, though. I think it's oh. going to be funny,
1: is what it is. Like, that may as well happen. I think... I mean, I think it would be funny. Because, I mean, Good Omens purports to be a funny show. Yeah.
0: (laughs) it Purports to be, indeed.
1: (laughs) I mean, season one was funny. Season two, not so
0: much. Season one was sometimes funny. I feel like after, like, the plot stuff ends, I I think Neil Gaiman is corny as hell in a bad way. I feel like they're probably just gonna (laughs) go to the Ritz and then, like, kiss and, like, not talk about anything. (laughs) That's what I think it is.
1: The thing is, I would like a nice, quiet moment between them. Just like the bench before the bus ride in season one.
0: Yeah, that would be nice. Or,
1: you know, something akin to the morning confession. I'm still stuck on the fact (sighs) that that thing happened in the morning. Like, I think about it sometimes and I'm like, oh my god, it happened Mm. in the morning. It would be nice if they're like... Reconciliation happened in Crowley's flat. Do you think that's a weird thing to say? Is uh, why would it be a weird I thing to say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they yeah. should reconcile in Crowley's flat, so they
0: have they should to reconcile <laughs> in Crowley's flat. But like, no, yeah, I mean, you mean just because like the bookshop was the site of the last divorce, so it's good for them to reconcile I think, in like a place no, that I isn't. Just-
1: I think it it depends on what the reconciliation is going to be like, which again, as I've said many times, is still up in the air regarding how season three pans out. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of the confession, even though we frequently talk about it from, you know, Crowley's terms, like a lot of it was like Aziraphale asking for something and then. Crowley denying. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, even Crowley's confession, because of how the conversation went, even though it was the initial intention to confess already, it became like more a response then to Azuraphil's ask. So mm-hmm. like do you understand? Like we're in Azuraphil's home base. Yeah, yeah. And like I think it would be interesting to do a conversation where it's Crowley's home base and therefore Crowley's conversation. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I think, you know, I mean, I'm not even saying that I want it to happen in Crowley's flat. Like, that's just kind of like a... I want it to be like... Crowley's? Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm
0: saying. You get it, though. It's just like basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, perhaps it can happen in the Bentley. Oh, God.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it could. It
0: could happen in the medley. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. That's miserable. Oh, God. Do you think Neil Gaiman's gonna make one of them do the fucking apology dance? I don't want it. I don't want it. I hope I it's dead it. and gone. Keep your divorce out of this <laughs> show, Neil Gaiman. <laughs> Is that so mean? Should I cut that? No, it's literally... Everyone was thinking it, or at least everyone, meaning me, was thinking it. Right. Uh, another non asked question for the Q and A: Have you guys seen and/or how do you feel about various disabled Crowley head cannons? I haven't really. Sorry, I haven't seen many.
1: I I did a quick scroll through, um, like ao and most of it is alternate universe, which I do have, <laughs> um, exited Dislike. out most of the time. Yes. Yeah. So that's probably why I haven't seen a lot of it, but. Mm-hmm. I have read a fic where when they do the body swap, so this is like, you know, um, Good Omens universe. When they do the body swap, Aziraphale goes, why are your shoulders lopsided? And Cross is like, that's not true. That's a lie you're lying to me. And Aziraphale's like, yeah, it is. And I don't know. I, I like that. Ghost Scoliosis Queen. Other than that, I don't really... I haven't really seen a lot of it. But, you know, I think it's wonderful. <laughs> Mm. I think it's wonderful to be able to project that onto fictional characters. I think it's wonderful specifically for Azerophil and Crowley, who are ethereal and occult beings, to have to be like, yeah, they're, you know, they're um, immortal, blah, blah, blah. And they, you know, still experience, for example, chronic pain or, Mm -hmm. you know, other kinds of disabilities. One of my favorite things I have ever done in fandom is write yeah. a cast psoriasis fic. I found that very like I don't know, it was very nice. It was very nice for me to yeah. do it. And then when I when I put that fic out into the universe, like so many people were like, you know, saying like, oh this is so wonderful. I also have some semblance of a skin disease, whether psoriasis or otherwise. Mm. And the scenes presented in this fic, like, really touched me. Yeah. It's, you know, I feel like disabilities still are one of those things where people are uncomfortable to interact with it in a positive way. Mm. Because the implication is always like, but, like, why would I do that when it's a cause of suffering or whatever? hmm and it's like, but it's also, like, a part of my life, though, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, so you have to be, you, like, for me, I think I have, even though it sucks, and I know it sucks, like, I have to be able to deal with it in some semblance of a positive way of mm. uh, channeling that through headcanons or fanfiction. I'm sure, it like, it helps a lot of people, so, including, mm. you know, the people making it and the people achieving it. So wonderful. I think it's wonderful. Yeah.
0: Next question from another Anon. If Crowley and Aziraphale had been played by female actors, how differently do you think the fandom would have responded to their characters? For instance, do you think certain character choices would be more harshly scrutinized or that they'd be a less popular pairing? Yeah. This
1: is such an interesting question. It's a good question. When I read that, I was like, I've been thinking about it since it's been sent in. And I still don't really know how to answer it. What do you... I mean, you just said yeah immediately. Yeah, I For think both, so. do you think both is true? For me, I think it depends. Harshly scrutinized, if Good Omens' book is Azurphil, is as it is. And like, Aziraphale and Crowley in the book are seen as men. I mm-hmm. think Good Omens' TV show, Aziraphale and Crowley, would be more harshly scrutinized than the book. For a less popular pairing... Perhaps if it was like the book Azurphill and Crowley are seen as men and then played by female actors, I think maybe it would garner some more traction. To people like me, I mean, I don't know to other people, but I would have I'm definitely true. watched it earlier. But, but I think if it was like they were female presenting in the books and then female presenting in the show also, it would be definitely less popular. I think to the point where they wouldn't even be a TV show at all. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I agree. Which is highly unfortunate. Unfortunate. Um, and also,
1: I mean, we've talked about this. Well, in passing, we had like one line about it. In I think it was like in 106 where mm-hmm. I go, I know Neil Gaiman wrote Azirapha and Crowley thinking of them as men in his head mm-hmm. because he wrote them like people and yeah. you look at All the other women he's written, and they're not written like people. Mm -hmm. Um, So,
0: I don't know. I feel like it would mostly be okay with these two characters because he already like wrote them out. Like, so I think Yeah, 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 if he, I think if he, I think the script is close enough to the book that I don't think he would add in like shitty things after he decided he was no, gonna I mean, cast two women.
1: I'm talking mostly about if the book itself was
0: different. Oh, okay. Right, okay.
1: Like, original right way of writing Azarifel and Crowley in Godomin's book, thinking of them as women. Mm. I think it would be completely different than the book as it is right now.
0: Yeah, I think the jokes made yeah. would be quite annoying to look at.
1: Definitely.
0: Also, yeah, I feel like the fandom reaction, I feel like they would cast full as like a lot, like as motherly, which like I don't think he is at all <laughs> as a character. Yeah,
1: definitely not.
0: And that would be pretty irritating to see. You know
1: how like mm-hmm. when there's literally any woman who's hot, <laughs> and then people don't like engage with. Yeah, they the just woman make fan cams.
0: Like, yeah,
1: yeah. And they just go, like, step on me, mommy, or whatever. Yeah,
0: that's what Crowley Um, would become.
1: (laughs) That's what Crowley would become, definitely. Even thinking about it is filling me with so much rage. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like feels like, faith journey, people would be more predisposed to call him brainwashed. So, yeah, I guess that's more harsh scrutinization.
1: They would definitely go, like... Oh, they're, like, I don't know, you know, those, like, lesbians who can't talk to each other.
0: Oh, right, like, <laughs> useless lesbians, that thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. The approach to them and, like, Adam and Warlock. Hmm. I don't know. There's gonna be posts that like, that are, like, it's so important that Good Omen said that women can want to kill children. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I perceive. Far fucking her <laughs>
1: It's feminist that they want to shoot that kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Maybe. I feel like okay. For Zeref, they would vary between calling her like motherly and stuff, and calling her like a girl boss because she's a business owner and an entrepreneur. And yeah, I right, mean, yeah, I <laughs> imagine Yeah. <then> t- yeah. <laughs> the interpretations of their characters would just be a lot more flat. And I feel like people would, like, yeah, I feel like people would still ship them, but, like, less people would watch the show at all, and then I feel like... Yeah. Their dynamic is already, like, they, like, people already sort of impose weird gender norms on their dynamics, like, in fic already. I feel like it's gonna be worse if they're women because of the flattening of their characters that would occur. It it would indeed be worse And that would be sad, though. I mean, I guess there's also the fact that you're right that probably a different audience would come in. Yeah. If they were both played by actresses. And that could change how the fandom reacts to them, because I'm just thinking about the current fandom and not, like, the imaginary other fandom that would happen. And, like, I don't know. I feel like there's there were enough, like... Well, okay, the thing is, like, we sort of... We sort of We have, like... Slash zero I mean, I don't know
1: what the good women's fandom is like, first of all. So I don't know why I'm saying yeah to all <laughs> of them. Okay, go on.
0: We have Femme Slash zero phone Crowley on the AO3. And they're Oh yeah. Usually of course I've read
1: like pretty much all of them. Like it. they're yeah.
0: usually great, but it's like is like that like I do wonder if like like I feel like for some people that depth of character for like Femme Slash Zero phone and Crowley it was like more easily accessible because they were like men first, but I feel like Like, not everyone is like that. I feel like it would be, like, people would be better at interpreting them, like, for a few people. And if that is the audience that is being drawn in via this casting, like, maybe it would, in fact, be a wonderful place to be and there would be none of the issues we said. Yeah, but if it was, like, at the level of Tumblr popularity that it is now and they were both women, it would be... Yeah it would be pretty bad both probably. if it was like yeah. niche as a result of them both being women i think it could be it could be nice
1: yeah but isn't it so frustrating to think oh if they're both women it would
0: be niche <laughs> yeah yeah it is pretty frustrating i mean i guess i also wonder what their outfits would be if they were both yes, played by yes i do also like what would what would crowley's look be like We've seen them style women in Kudomans, and like it's pretty great. Like their outfits are all great. Yeah. So no, but like we're talking like Azura Fail
1: and Crowley. Like yeah,
0: I mean it's like I, if it was supernatural, I would have like so much fear about like how they were just gonna give no, no, Crowley no, no. like no, a, like not a, even thinking of that. Yeah. Uh huh. Not even thinking of that. I mean okay. The
1: even the like common question too when you're reading lesbian Aziraphale and Crowley fanfiction which is like how are they going to play with the gender presentation in this one? Yeah. And like I feel like that is a very interesting thing to ask about Aziraphale and Crowley, especially mm-hmm. if we are to assume that the book is written as they're both male presenting. Yeah, that's what like, I'm assuming. You know, like like Aziraphale is all o- often portrayed as like, you know, gay mm-hmm. and like obviously so yeah and it's like okay so how do we translate that to a woman yeah a female presenting person how do we do that
0: i i believe in like butch's era rights but i don't know if that is how they would adapt it
1: for our next question it's from our wonderful friend wani
0: yeah
1: hi hi first of all love you both heart emoji heart emoji back if you could put as sorry, Silk can spell his name and Crowley Real. in any fictional universe, what would it be? <sighs> Wonderful question. Can I put them in the fictional universe of Manila, Philippines?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm be I was literally gonna be like the time fictional time. universe of my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> literally, the fictional <laughs> universe of the street where I frequent. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, like, obviously, they should do a Much Ado About Nothing AU at some point, but I don't think that's, like, the best answer. I Um, don't think it's a
1: one-to-one thing, though, for Much Ado. Like, who's who? We've had this conversation before. Let's have it again, because I forgot what we said. Why did I say that? Did I say that, or did you say that?
0: you said it in 104 because i was talking about how after he hears that from the metatron he decides he can't be a part of this anymore and it's similar to benedict quitting don pedro's company after the shaming hero shit
1: i think i said at some point to you that i think i want i want crowley to go alas poor heart so i want crowley to be beatrice
0: Mm-hmm. So well, I guess in this case Hero is like the earth. So like I don't know how that's gonna play out.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I also don't know. The thing about Aziraphale and Crowley is like they're barely enemies to love Like they're not. They're not. Mm. They're begrudging coworkers to I mean I've said this before, but like Aziraphale and Crowley is not like don't fuck your coworker. It's do not start a business with your love interest. Yeah. And yeah. We yeah. should do a succession. A, we're <laughs> two, we're the, it's literally not succession at all. They're just two normal people who start a business together. <laughs> I think there are other shows about that, but none that I can think of. <laughs> I mean, in Fleabag, they start a the business together and then the best friend kills herself, right?
0: That's true, but yeah, not for the business starting shopping.
1: reasons. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and not on purpose. <laughs> not on
1: purpose. Yeah.
0: Neither they can't do Fleabag because I feel like it would be too Crowley centric, and to have them be like yeah. the only narrator.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of vampire fix mm-hmm. on the ale trees for them. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's Crowley who's the vampire. I think Aziraphil f- would be the vampire though. I think that'll be more fun. It's mm. more fun. Or maybe they're both vampires and they're just, you know, annoyed at each other. Which is also yeah. possible. You know, when I was first brainstorming about this, mm-hmm. I thought to myself initially, it's like, it's essential that they're in a universe where they're they're immortal mm-hmm. in some way. Because, like, I think a big part of their relationship, it's not even the fact that they're an angel and a demon and mm. nothing whatsoever is <laughs> not common. I don't even like you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's about the fact that they always think that there's next time mm. and I think that's what shapes their relationship the most the next time one day and mm. like I mean I have softened up to the idea of it be, like them not being immortal with that in mind now because like I feel like I thought I was thinking of it in a like Comparing and contrast in terms of like six thousand years versus a normal human lifespan of sixty to seventy or eighty years. Mm-hmm. But now that I think about, it, I feel like it does happen in life too, like you and me, you know, us people. We mm-hmm. we st- do still tend to think, okay, maybe next time. Like we always still t- tend to think that we have more time than we actually do. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's reasonable to put them in a timeline where they're bound to die.
0: And then, I mean, I guess the obvious crossover is Supernatural, but, like, the way Sam and Dean, like, fling Holy Water around, like, Crowley would be gone, like, first episode, so let's keep her out of there.
1: Yeah, I do not want them near Aziraphale and or Crowley.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be fun if Aziraphale and Crowley killed them, but, like...
1: (sighs) The whole time he would be like, okay, Crowley. Crowley (laughs) was like, it's Crowley! (laughs) I also want them to be in the fictional universe of a 7-Eleven. I've been saying this. (laughs) Mm. They need to be, like, in a 7-Eleven.
0: They should be in a Costco. The ceilings are really, really tall. They should fly around in the rafters of a Costco.
1: (laughs) 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 Exactly. There's, like, giant, like, air stuff in there. You know, just, like, giant, like, you know what I mean? It's like, mm, the no. air conditioning is like giant uh, pipes. Yeah. They should fly inside of those pipes. Yeah. They should, they should sit on the corner of a pipe and just like look down at the
0: people. They should.
1: Oh, I've been thinking about what what it would be like for Aziritha and Crowley to grocery shop. Mm-hmm. They would be the most annoying couple in the grocery store. Yeah. This is, tis be the truth.
0: I mean, neither of them have cooked a day in their life also.
1: Yeah, but like, uh, is like, what if we make a charcuterie board? <laughs> and then they're in the fucking cheese section for six hours. And then, yeah. oh, like, a worker comes in. It's like, um, we're closing. <laughs> and is and Crow- like, Crowley, you stop the time so we can <laughs> have more time to choose the cheese.
0: For real and actual.
1: Our next question, two-parter. Two-parter. mm to duo, it's a group of the two of them. <laughs> and the first one is from anonymous, and it goes, "Oh, I would love to hear the Destiel versus AC comparison slash debate, which is something we mentioned in, I think, mm-hmm. episode eleven. If you don't know, um, after our episode ends, after like the music stuff at the end, we have like extra stuff or yeah. stock some more, and we talked about it in there, mm-hmm. and you know." They requested this for the Q&A. And then the other part of this question is from another anon. Wait, we're goes, doing these together? They're the very Q&A.
0: different.
1: No, no, no. Uh-huh. We're just, I'm connecting them okay. together. Okay. So the okay. age-old question for the Q&A is Azuraphale or Cassia. Okay, okay, first let's do the Decia versus Azir, Phil, and Crowley.
0: Okay, Azir, Phil, and Crowley, I'm on their side and you're on fucking Destiel's side I'm, on I'm assuming. On Destiel. <laughs> well, okay. No, because try to defend yourself. That... Just okay. try.
1: <laughs> it's not you, it's not the debate, more like you insist that
0: they're like... not best friends and <laughs> okay, they are. not <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah like if you were to say oh Aziraphale and Crowley are better than Decile I'm like okay that's fine and you're like Aziraphale and Crowley is better than Decile cause Decile aren't even best um, and friends they and they aren't fight you to the death <laughs> and they aren't they literally are best friends though why you're my best friend but I just let you go
0: okay <laughs> like he said that so what wrong. does he even know what friendship is I don't think so <laughs> People can just say things. It doesn't mean anything. Who
1: cares? (laughs) Who love represents itself in different ways for different people. We all know this. We all like. Do they respect each other? Why cannot we conceptualize this for best friendship? (laughs) It's different for everyone. It's different for everyone.
0: Do they respect each other? Does Dean respect Castiel? Does the Your Dog AMV that you yourself made indicate that Dean respects Castiel?
1: <laughs> season 15 changes the deal. That, that AMV ends. The last scene is from Season 15, Episode 3. But the show does go out of its way to go. But Dean is trying to be better. We will Is proceed. he trying to be I... better
0: by pressuring, like, Castiel's son into sacrificing his life to, like, do that Adam and Serafina thing, and also by, like, saying that, like, Jack isn't part of their family? Is that <laughs> Dean trying for his best friend?
1: <laughs> That's separate. You have to sequester that shit. <laughs>
0: they're not separate they're not separate a lot of their relationship (laughs) brochure is because of jack dean was gonna fucking kill that kid
1: (laughs) no but that's a different question the question is is do they treat each other right the question is are they best friends and you know what you can have a toxic best friendship with someone
0: okay Fine, okay. okay. You think that, okay, they're best friends, but they don't treat each other well, and Dean tries to kill <laughs> Cass's kid at every opportunity, but they, you think they are still best friends? Yes. I mean, it's just, it's different from, like, your closest friend. It's not the same thing. I, I don't know. It's not the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. And, okay, I guess your your point is that their lives are intertwined enough that you would call them best friends. Are their lives that intertwined? Yes. Like, are they? Like, why? <laughs> what do you mean, why? Or, like, why Why do you Why do you claim that?
1: Why do I claim that their lives are intertwined? Because it is. Uh-huh, and? They're a family, et cetera, et cetera. Lebanon, season 14, episode 14, I think.
0: I Yeah, I guess Cass was like our third brother, is what he <laughs> says. <laughs> is that what he says?
1: Which is so... Cat <laughs> is the third brother of the show. Words <laughs> <laughs> will come out of those guys' spouts. No, but the thing is, okay. This well, isn't even Aziraphil Crowley versus
0: and Crowley are better best okay. friends than Destiel. We can we can no, do here's, that.
1: Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing, right? Mm-hmm. Aziraphil and Crowley are able to exist in. Both high pressure situations and low pressure situations, like they experience those like harsh highs and lows of life, mm-hmm. but they also get to like just show up into each other's spaces, hang out, not a care in the world, you know, etc. etc.
0: Mm-hmm. Which They're is important to, and, to best friendship.
1: Yeah, and with with Dean and Castiel. You cannot hold it against them that they're never given a break. They make do with what they have. You cannot compare Dean and Castiel's relationship to the relation to the normal best friendship of the, the normal best friendship
0: the of I the have. six thousand year old <laughs> angel and no, demon of yeah, good Exactly.
1: Omit. You you cannot compare them to those relationships because those relationships have room to breathe.
0: I'm mean, not and really in the it. actual like present day it whatever. Does. Not re- like the only time they, they four sat years. together, four and... years hanging out. Well, yeah, but we didn't see it. I'm talking about stuff we see. Like I mean, off screen, <gasps> we know that Dean and Cass have watched movies together. Well, then or whatever. they're not best friends then. <laughs>
1: If we're just talking
0: entirely of the shit we see on screen. We see what's your bookshop, we see bookshop drunk scene. Bookshop drunk scene is everything. It's the most important thing that's ever happened. We see, we see Rome. We see him inviting Crowley to have oysters with him in Rome. That's best friendship. Like budding best friendship. Yeah. And okay. The Rome scene. Mm. I've talked about this in my
1: own personal life. <laughs> but... Like, the whole point of the Rome scene is, like, that's one of the few moments in their life that they're not both in there for a job against each other, and, like, Azirufo is, like, literally just hanging out. So they're able to have they're, that
0: fun back there. Okay, they don't have jobs against each other on screen that often. Like, what times in the flashback were they directly opposing each other besides Wessex? No, listen to me first. Okay,
1: okay. (laughs) (laughs) So in that scene, they they're not opposing each other, and also there's no like other issue at hand. And in that scene, like you see that Aziraphale is so bright and so happy about seeing Crowley et cetera et cetera, because like it is just an opportunity for them to hang out. And like, do you not think that if Dean and Cassiel just had an opportunity to hang out? Like.
0: No, I don't think they, they would.
1: <laughs> well, that's on you. That's not on me. That's on you, and that's not on Destiel, that's on you. <laughs> Boo!
0: No, it's on Destiel not being being the worst ship. It's about Destiel Boo! being the worst one. Boo! Boo! Were they best friends for 6,000 years? I don't think so. What? Were you best friends with your best friend for 6,000 years? Fuck off! I just think that, I, I, okay, like, okay, how long were, De- okay, first off, seal were never best friends. How long do you claim they were best <laughs> friends? <laughs> I think they were
1: best friends since. Season eight? Season 12. 12. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So three years. Yeah. Okay. That's nothing. Yeah. But it's everything to me. Well, it's nothing to me, and it's nothing to them. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally not nothing. I mean, like, not to just- I know that this is just bad writing, but, like, he sure got over it really fast, didn't he? You can't count that
1: in. That's unfair. You can't count that in. I mean, okay, so,
0: okay, then- you, okay, Azir, you can't count that in. He was just sitting there watching Aziraphale
1: about to get Book of Life. But we're not counting that in already. I really am not counting, counting that, that, in, that in. in. Well, they're not best
0: friends. He's literally just gonna watch that angel die. I mean, he was in, he was blurry. Like, we don't know exactly what she was feeling no, in that moment. That's not true. That's not true. That's all like you're lying to yourself. <laughs> that was a shot. Afterwards, right? Like there wasn't a shot during the threat. No, he literally slammed on that thing. Okay, we can we can keep that if I can keep Dean getting over Cass's death so fast at the end of season fifteen. I think one of those is more damning. What? Okay, whatever. We will never agree on whether or not Dean or Cass are best yeah. friends. So we can argue on other points, I suppose. Like, is there any fem slash Destiel out there that's good? I don't think so. No, absolutely none. Yeah. 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 Do they get to magically switch genitals and pronouns and, like, just gender presentations whenever the fuck they want? I don't think so. <laughs> well, you can't either. <laughs> Wait, what does that have to- <laughs> I- have We're have comparing can- them to Destiel! Why am I here? We're comparing <laughs> zero Croy to Destiel! What?! This isn't about whether or not they're best friends. You don't need to be able to swap genitals to be best friends. What are we talking about? What? I don't even know. Okay, go on. Proceed with your terrain against me personally. (laughs) You're right. This is against you personally. I'm going gray. Can you swap your genitals? I don't think so. Therefore, and Crowley are better than Destiel. This is logic. <laughs> no, but, okay, like... I think that the, the possibilities with Aziraphale and Crowley are so much larger than the possibilities with Desiel. Aziraphale and Crowley, like, have lived every historical age you, that you could have and every, like, gender combo that you can have. And, like, both have powers. Like... I just I true. just think that they're just so much more interesting because of that.
1: Yes, I do
0: agree with that one. Okay,
1: I think a part of it is like with Aziraphale and Crowley. Like I would never read an AU. Mm-hmm. For Desiel, I probably would. Yeah, because they're lacking. Just because the universe, yeah, the universe of good omens is already so full. Like anything that you can throw in there, you probably can apply. With like Desiel, it's a bit different. Yeah. But yeah. and worse I mean, one that, might say I mean one of those <laughs> things one of those things appeal to people would appeal to like different people differently
0: like you can still have AUs for good omens like you just have less things yeah but things. they're all good are Dacia-AUs good
1: <laughs> I've not read Daciel fic in a long 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 long
0: time yeah me neither I don't think I yeah. will again honestly probably me too but like yeah I don't know okay I guess I guess the other the other uh, okay I'm glad we're agreed on that one the other avenue is who's more in love and it's Zierfield and Crowley thank you next <laughs> 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 yeah oh wow you're not gonna argue that
1: one it it depends I guess on what we define love as if
0: it's an emotion
1: or I do think yeah. I can make the case for DCL. if it's an action Azirfield and Crowley love each other more
0: yeah and if it's an emotion, you can make a case for Destiel. I just, I truly think that both Dean and Cass could get over it.
1: And I don't think yeah, Aziraphale and think Crowley could get Azirfield over it. and Crowley couldn't get over it. Really? Yeah. How? I think you can get over anything, including the both of them.
0: I Okay, I think Destiel could get over it a lot faster. And a lot easier.
1: Hmm. I don't think the easiness of moving on or the quickness of it defines anything
0: okay so so you mean i'm right so you mean i'm correct
1: i mean you're probably right but yeah but you're saying that that's not a valuable
0: point okay yes okay what is a valuable point regarding the strength of the emotion
1: what you're willing to do for each other
0: and yeah. I do think like Dean and Cass are in
1: the more self sacrificial avenue than Aziraphale and Crowley. Like yeah. I think about like It's also when the we fictional were, like,
0: universe that they're in though. Like people are trying to kill yeah. themselves like every episode in supernatural. Yeah. And I mean
1: I can say the same thing about Aziraphale and Crowley in the epic highs and lows of their relationship. That what? I mean, like, what I said earlier, how, like, they're given room to breathe and they're able to be better friends because of it. Okay,
0: yeah, it's about the fictional universe, blah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. I remember, like, I think in 12.1, like, we talked about how you were like, oh, maybe Crowley went up there. Like, according to my friend, they thought Crowley went up there to, like, negotiate, to, like, offer themselves up before Mm -hmm. heaven so that they wouldn't touch Aziraphale. And I was like, that's not true, Crowley wouldn't do that. Because Crowley isn't self-sacrificing like that now we can talk about whether love is supposed to be self-sacrificing or not but if we are to define it as such destiel is a bit higher in that category
0: yeah i agree with that though i I, just, I still don't i don't know why you were so fast to say crowley wouldn't do that you think you think crowley would i would not be as fast to say that crowley wouldn't <laughs> Well, I'm quicker. I think there are there are circumstances under which Coley would. If, I've suddenly just become the greatest asshole hearing this question. I mean, if we were asked to debate. I mean, I think both of us have have leniency to be assholes.
1: No, my my argument earlier, they're like, well, you can't either. It's so fucking petty. I feel. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and you also asked me how long I've been friends with my best friend. Yeah, you were very quick <laughs> to turn this personal. Gray tis tip. No, because no, because when you we
1: first brought up this argument, it was personal. Yeah, I, you you name yeah, I was name to, yeah, I, was, I name life. dropped
0: Hilson mostly. Yeah, which is yeah. not a person from my life.
1: <laughs> no, actually, you're right. I think I name dropped Danica because I got <laughs> Are you looking through our history? No, I'm not. I'm just remembering it in my head. I literally said, like, I think, I said, you cannot compare Dean and Cassiel to, like, someone with a more stable, like, um, existence. Like, House and Wilson and you and (laughs) that.
0: God. So true. I'm literally off my asshole. Okay, well. <laughs> but okay, what were we what were we on? We were on the point that Oh right. I think there are circumstances under which Crowley would self sacrifice. I guess you could you could definitely argue that the body swap was like like it's both but of them equal. were willing to risk death for each other, yeah. Yeah, but that's equal. That's true. I'd say yeah, and both of them could be trapped in heaven or hell. Oh, wait, so self, you're saying self-sacrifice has to be unequal? Yeah, because if you're like, if it's it's self-sacrifice,
1: if like, either I die or I don't die and I'm choosing to die for you. But okay. like, with Azurfa and Crowley's body swap, it's like, we're gonna die both ways. So let's try this thing out where we can possibly not die.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're both going into the, the unknown depths, though, but you're right that it's just, like, it's an equal exchange or whatever. Though, I mean, I guess I guess the, the way that this is being defined isn't making me want to turn to the, like, should we even define self-sacrifice as part of love thing, though, because, like, currently I feel like it shouldn't be. Any, I don't yeah. anything that you're claiming is one-sided I don't think should be a main component of love. I mean, that's true. I, I mean, I'm furiously
1: on the side of you cannot be in love if it's one-sided. Mm. I, like, I just don't think that's being in love.
0: Right, okay. So what are the components that we're actually arguing based off of? Nothing.
1: Love is different for every single person. <laughs> 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 We've been arguing for, like, I don't even fucking know how long. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no argument. You're go I, 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 so
0: I still want to win, but... If you're like, well, there's no true winner or loser here, because love is different for every single person, and love is love is love, then I don't know where to go from there. So, yeah. (sighs) Yeah.
1: So, I mean, the next question is, of course, Aziraphale or Castiel.
0: On this one, we're more agreed, I think. It's Castiel. Sorry, Aziraphale. Yeah. It is Crowley over Castiel, though. But, like, yeah. Oh, for you? Mm. I, I, think mean, yeah. is- I mean, Castiel is... I mean, you have to remember that them. I met both of these people before I met Castiel. Earlier, before you met Castiel.
1: Yeah. yeah. I've known Castiel for forever. Like, Castiel is like a brother for me. Like, for fucking real. But, like, also, like, Cast- like I've known Castiel longer than I've had my little sister. You know? Like, mm-hmm. Castiel has been, like, in my life. Yeah, so I feel like... It will take quite a lot to beat Cass. And Cass is kind of like the... Like, characters come and go. Like, Castiel for me is, like, the backdrop. And then, like, I get into something real, 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 real deep.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I get out of it. And then Castiel's still there. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. So that's, that's kind of the situation I have with Cass. And also because <clears throat> we just see more of Cass. Mm-hmm. Like, there's more of Cass. And Cass, like throughout the seasons you can make a case that like all of those castes are different people going through different stuff different mindsets you know there's mm-hmm. no like one journey for Cass. i don't think it's just for me i think for many people it's easy to relay your experiences on him a bit better because like he's just been through so much and you've seen it all Mm-hmm. And like I'm not saying that the only way to love a character is to relay your experiences onto them, but it I think it does affect their staying power when you're able to go through something in life and think, "Ah, just like Castiel <laughs> for real, do you know what I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, huh, why cast over a zero fail for me i mean i was I had a period of being deeply deeply obsessed with cast that I never really had with a zero fail, so like. I guess that's still yeah. pinging around my brain.
1: Again, like you've said it, right? Like if it's Crowley versus Castiel, like mm-hmm. Crowley is the answer for you. Yeah. Um so I feel like this question is really more targeted towards me. Yeah. Because it's like Aziraphale's my fave. That's true. In Good Omens, so. Yeah, so that's reasonable.
0: Yeah, also I just don't think that Aziraphale's gonna like season 3 come into a church choke a homophobe to death and then like turn Jesus into him on stained glass. Like, I just don't see it for him. <laughs> <He's> so funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cassiel is the funniest guy ever.
0: Yeah. Aziraphale will just never have a God's DL arc, and I feel like mm-hmm. that was, yeah, it's that pussy cunt is quite <laughs> important to me. So our next
1: question is from <laughs> the frequently named dropped in our last question, Danica.
0: Hi. And
1: the question is, pressing question that I want you to answer on air, I want to know, like, every thought you've ever had about after-party omens. Like, I really want to waste every one of your listeners' time with, like, after-party omens shot-by-shot shot descriptions. I'm Again, so glad you asked. A, this is a crystal-specific question. I have no idea what any of these what, words What? No, mean. I'm trying comment this question just for you, Gray. You answer it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, but... I know about After Party solely because of Danica. Like, Danica was like, great, you should watch it. And I literally did it. So yeah. that's the, literally the only way that I know it.
0: Yeah, yeah. After Party omens. Um, okay, I guess the point is that the After Party... Um, I've only seen season one because apparently season two is so bad that Danica doesn't want to do that to me or to anyone living. Um, is that... It's a murder mystery set at, like, a high school reunion party, and each episode is, like, a character being interviewed by the cops about what happened at the party, and, like, they give, like, their perspective on what's happening, and they all, like, view their life through a different genre. Like, Anik views his life as a rom-com, and Brett as, like, this action movie, Um, and Zoe as, like, a cartoon, etc., etc., And, like, it's all, like, you know, giving different perspectives on what happened that night and how, like, each of them saw different interactions or, like, pieces of interactions. And then, like, you know, like, some of them are concealing things, including, like, who did the murder. So, yeah. But I guess the point of After Party Omens is just that, like, I think season two would be better structured like that, where each character it's like gets an episode oh yeah you
1: mentioned this to me
0: yeah right so actually dan and and i were on the phone discussing after party omens until 3 a.m and then you messaged me and were like you know we're recording in like four hours right (laughs) and i was like (laughs) fuck so okay that was my night um Right, and we made a Google Doc for it, and Danica sent me the link, but, like, I'm clicking it right now, and I don't think she added, like, my email, so I can't actually access it to answer this question. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, I'm gonna go off no, of the No, but I memory. think you
1: mentioned this to me, that, like, it mm-hmm. starts with a zero fail, Yeah, I put it in an ask, I think. And the confession is, like removed, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, so...
0: Mm-hmm. The primary characters, it's gonna have eight episodes instead of the after part... Instead of the Good Omens is six, because I feel like it's just important. Um, and the POV characters are going to be... I mean, Aziraphale and Crowley, obviously, Maggie and Nina, Gabriel and Beelzebub, and Shax and Muriel. I think I've changed it around so that Muriel is actually the last one because they were standing outside at the window during the whole final 15 and I feel like there's someone who would give like a generally objective account of that so I feel like that would make sense as the last episode so like yeah okay Aziraphale's version I think is like him writing in his diary or whatever and it's gonna be like his genre is like, you know, like a like a Jane Austen romance thing, where I think that he's sort of just covering up everything, including, like, a lot of the helping gym stuff, and like, just being like, and I wanted Maggie and Nina to fall in love, and I made this ball, and it was wonderful, and Crowley was there, and we danced, and that's it. Nothing else happened those weeks. Stop asking me questions. Um, so that would be, like how we open right so we just don't really get that much but there's like a sense of something wrong underneath it all and then i think i love how you just told us that like
1: you already talked
0: about this with Danica. yeah and <laughs> this question was... is from her <laughs> so there's literally no point in me going through all of it um <laughs> okay well okay yeah Crowley's, okay, Crowley's genre is, like, like, a James Bond movie, right? So, like, Crowley's, like, providing, like, the general action of, like, the last few days and, like, clearly is, like, just not saying a lot of stuff about, like, her emotions during that time and is just being, like, and I was so cool and then I was so cool but, like, is definitely like crying on the couch every time you cut back to like present day Crowley talking. Right, Crowley w- would also leave out the final fifteen. I think Crowley would end it with like Hell leaving and like the battle ending and all that stuff. I don't. We'd get some fun stuff with like them sneaking into Heaven, where they make it seem like it was a lot more difficult than it was. Okay, Maggie's genre is like rom com. And that's, like, gonna be fun because when we cut to Nina's POV, it's just gonna be, like, and this woman is so annoying, but, like, in Maggie's (laughs) POV, like, she's, like, and we were trapped together and it was so nice and I think Nina's, like, really into me, blah, 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 blah. Okay, right, we settled on Nina being, like... Sort of like the the straight man in an office style rom com where she's constantly looking at the camera like can you believe this shit um and we would see a lot more of her relationship with Lindsay behind the scenes and like what's going on with her there um which I think would help flesh her out a lot and like also like I think it would it would help Maggie Nina be less annoying because for Maggie's one like you're just watching the whole time and you'd just be like oh like she's just making shit up this is funny. And, like, we're not really supposed to like her or find her sympathetic that much. This is just, like, an exaggerated version of, like, what she thinks is going on with her and Nina. So, okay, Shaxx, I think her for she's gonna be giving, like, a like a political speech to hell about, like, why she should be on the Dark Council and take over, like, Beelzebub's seat. A lot of her stuff is gonna just be narrating, like, the threatening Crowley, threatening Aziraphale, and then storming the bookshop everything's gonna be shot like 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 a war movie with like heroic music and all that shit (laughs) and but it'll have her narration where well you know she's not very like well spoken and stuff so there'll be a lot of fun contrast between that and like the way that the battle is filmed gabriel is mostly just gonna fill in like what happens with The gym story, like, I think he's talking to Beelzebub, like, while they're on Alpha Centauri. Like, I think, like, Gabriel and Beelzebub are going to be talking to each other. But, like, Gabriel's episode is going to come earlier, and you don't know who he's talking to. And, like, he'll leave off after the battle ends, so, like, before he gets his memories back. So, like, when Heaven and Hell, like, pop in, but before he gets the fly. So, like, you don't know until Beelzebub's episode that, like, who- and Beelzebub's going to fill in, like, the- the, like, flashback love back story stuff. Flashback. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you don't know that it's BL's above until then. Um, Gabriel's genre. Did we? I don't think we got there. What do you think Gabriel's genre would be? I mean, Sound of Music parody would be hilarious. Succession. <laughs> Succession. <laughs> <laughs> no for real though. <laughs> yeah. No, but if if he's just narrating like gym stuff. I mean it would be really funny if it was succession, but like as an assistant bookseller. <laughs> But, like, I don't think that's really the <laughs> real. mindset that he's in while he's Jim. Well, I guess if he's telling the story oh, yeah, after- he's
1: just Jim.
0: Well, uh, if he's telling the story afterwards, he could be trying to make himself as Jim seem really cool to Beelzebub because he's, like, back to being an asshole, right? So, like, he could be trying to successionify it. But, yeah, I don't know. What is- yeah, is succession your, your... the one you're gonna settle on? Because I don't have a better option right now. Huh. I mean, I
1: don't know any genres. I have no idea what the genre is. <laughs> I've never heard of a genre.
0: Yeah. Right. Beelzebub. I think we were thinking, like, like horror comedy. Um, I think that would be it, yeah. Yeah. Which would be fun. Right. I guess Beelzebub's just sort of reminiscing about, like like, what they were doing before and how they got here. We could probably see the ending of, like, the Beelzebub and Gabriel reveal from, like, Maggie or Nina's perspective, because they were there before Michael threatened to turn them into salt. So, like, that would give us, like, probably a more... I think I think it should be Nina's, because I I, th- I want her to look into the camera every time they say something corny. Muriel, I think it's gonna be mostly in the form of, like, a report to heaven, or, I think, okay, I think what Muriel is, I think Muriel's gonna be mostly like documentary style, like Muriel's adventures on Earth, like discovering bugs and, and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like stuff that they've written down in their notebook and stuff like that. But like, I think the final 15 will be relayed fairly, just true to what actually happened, just as a report, um, without that much narration. Yeah. And then, you know, it'll just end with, Them going into the bookshop, and then that'll that'll be season, (laughs) and that means that there will be no there will be no minisodes, but I feel like that's fine. Even though there's not that much present day plot, because the point of having a bunch of POVs is that you can do the same scene over, but like make it seem very different, and. It would it would be better than season two, I think.
1: Now it would be so funny if we saw the break off through like a fucking vlog camera outside of the book. Yeah And Muriel like you can see Muriel's thumb covering the the lens every once in a while.
0: So true. Yeah. So so true yeah like would it lessen the emotional impact maybe a little but like probably also, I
2: think yeah.
0: I think I think what would the, the emotional impact would be lessened because of the way it's shot but I feel like the realization that this is what Aziraphale and Crowley were hiding during their episodes would like make up for it a bit yeah. like that would help that's that's the after party omens I'm glad that I was able to waste every one of my listeners time with after party <laughs> omens shot <shot-by-shot> by shot description <laughs> Exactly.
1: Well, so our next category is just Crystal and Great talking about themselves extravaganza and meaning two questions. Yeah. (laughs) So our first question is from an anonymous person. Asking, finally, asking again for fanfiction recommendations. I really like the one about Crowley having a daughter, and the one about Xerophil mysteriously becoming a human with amnesia. Do you have any other recommendations that have that similar vibe? Crystal explained this to me as like these fanfics are like kind of less romance centric and more like bookish.
0: Yeah, well, I'd say I'd say the plot is like on uh, like as important as. The romance, like it's not the ones where, like, yeah. they just sit around and pine a lot.
1: Yeah, I do not read fanfic for plot, mm. so I have no recommendations.
0: Yeah, okay, so first, Anon, the fact that you read over 200,000 words of content on my recommendation is very flattering. Thanks, and I'm really glad I you like this one. I, maybe, maybe they already read it. Maybe and they were like, Oh yeah, I
1: like those ones, so maybe. recommend that. That's true. You never know. That's true. You never know.
0: That's true.
1: They already listened to like multiple hours of our podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't oh, have the time to also forever. be reading yeah. two hundred thousand words. Yeah. Um, you don't have time to read
1: fanfiction when your number one priority <laughs> should be listening to Crystal and Grey talk for hours and hours on end.
0: Yeah, for fucking real. Okay, so I it, I don't really read that many like long plotty things either, so like I really only have one that I think like is actually what you're looking for, if I'm interpreting what you mean by have that similar vibe. It is a series called The Place You Need to Reach by Zeta Red. Um, First fic is called The Persephone Clause, and second is called The Orpheus Cure. Do spoilers matter? Like, how much, like, how do I give a plot summary without spoilers? Okay, it's like, okay, I guess part one is sort of like an Orpheus and Eurydice thing where Xerophil is getting Crowley out of hell, and then part two is like, it sort of starts as, like, Xerophil recovering from that time and then becomes, like, an an Apocalypse Part 2 plot thing that gets pretty wacky. But I think that, overall, it's, like, a fun time. And I really like a lot of the ideas introduced in Part 1 of Part 2, like, the first half of Part 2 of the fic a lot, too. Um, this is fully a book fic, which... Hopefully is what you're looking for, and I I also enjoy fully book fix more than show fix a lot of the time, and it was yeah. published in like 2019 before like season two, so there's it's not like a second coming apocalypse part two. Yeah, I mean it's a good time. There's plot. There's the characters. I enjoy it. It there there's like a rape slash non con warning on part one, but like I guess if that scares you off, like just what that scene is is that um. An Apparition of Crowley in Hell kisses Aziraphale and then, like, sexually assaults Aziraphale by kissing him. But, like, that's the end of that. So, like, nothing worse than what's happened in the show already. Th- okay, so that's the m- main one that I think actually suits what you're looking for. Um, another book fic that I've read semi-recently um, that I think you could enjoy just because I think the style of it works pretty well with what you've liked in the past um is called by permission of heaven by improbable dreams 900 and that one's just like it's just like a and crowley during the great london fire of 1666 it's nice it's nice to see them in that historical setting and to see them earlier in their relationship like that, I guess this probably isn't really that vibe. But I've and I've already mentioned this in the podcast, but I would like to push before the water rises by vitrious humor one more time, which is the Noah's Ark one where both of them, like, find a village and help them build boats in preparation of the flood. I think it's wonderful. I think it's great. Yeah, I, I enjoy oh, yeah. the plot elements and the lore elements of it that are sprinkled throughout, as well as the them being so in love and stupid about it. Uh, last question is from Pop Rock Ring Pop. For those of us who are new to Crystal and Grey Enterprises, can we get some of your friendship lore and how you decided to start potting together, if you're comfortable? So we went to Supernatural together.
1: <laughs> we literally did. We met in 2021 in Supernatural.
0: Yeah, yeah. We met via Discord and then got closer because we like both made Supernatural AMVs, so like yeah, yeah. We ran in the same circles regarding that. If you're unfamiliar, like AMV
1: culture in Supernatural, especially when it was big, when Supernatural (laughs) was real big, yeah, no, that was
0: crazy.
1: twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two, I guess, like mid twenty twenty two. It's unimaginable what it was like. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it, because, like, Good Omens, if you're, like, with us for Good Omens only, Good Omens is so not an AMV fandom.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's more animatics than AMVs, and it's like, but you don't have to draw all that. They already did it. You're doing so much extra work.
1: (laughs) Supernatural is a AMV fandom. Mm -hmm. Like, it is. Like the AMV circles are big, and you kind of find your specific niches with like it within that circle itself. So, like AMV making is not a niche in itself, but the types of AMVs people make, you know, you kind of like group together. Mm -hmm. Crystal and I have never made an AMV that is alike to one (laughs) another whatsoever, but like you know, for some reason we just kind of like ran and the specific circles in those areas, too.
0: Right, yeah. So, right, I guess we started talking yeah. because of that, and then we became friends. Yeah. And then on January 6th, 2022... <laughs> no, 2021. We're just,
1: like, less than <laughs> six months since we've known each other, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we, we checked, talking, and our first yeah. Discord message was in... Ooh, September. September 2021. Right, yeah. but we'd known each other, yeah. I thought... I thought that we, okay, I had thought that we DM'd on Tumblr earlier.
1: we knew each other. No, 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 we didn't. But, like, we kind of knew each other from, like, other areas. Like, you know, I see you on my timeline, Discord. But, like, that's different. That's different.
0: Yeah, yeah, because your first Discord message to me was like, like, I hope it's okay that I'm messaging you here,
1: was how it started, right?
0: So we hadn't talked on Tumblr Yeah, so, like, we
1: we were already talking in other places, but, like, I feel like, Discord DM is like more personal, so I guess that's why. I Okay, said it. okay,
0: yeah. that's true. Because I feel like we had the, that conversation about the Book of Job via Tumblr. Did we? I don't well, know. That's real fun. Did we? I'll look up Book of Job in our regular DMs in April, twenty twenty-two. Oh, so you, it's way later. Yeah, you mentioned. Yeah, we you mentioned putting casts into the Book of Job. And then I said, "Isn't Joe set in prehistoric times?" Yes. So actually, That's you're you're mis you're misremembering. You said that this was one of yeah. our first conversations. No, it happened way later. We'd already had Bab Pod, but yeah. Anyway, so right, we talked on the January for a bit. 6, 2022. In January 6, 2022, <laughs> yeah. You said, "Let's do a podcast as a joke."
1: Oh, here's the context. Here's the context. You go. Oh, I have, like, all of Supernatural on, like, a hard drive because I make AMVs with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I have never actually, like, sat down and watched every single episode. Maybe I should do that. And I was like, yeah, you should do it. And, like, we should make, let's do a podcast and, like, let's talk about every single episode of this show. And the thing is, I've been saying this to people all the time. Like I've invited many people to do a supernatural podcast with me. It's something I really wanted to do. Yeah. But like every single person, like just rejected me. <laughs> like nobody wanted to do it for like completely obvious reasons. It's so long and arduous. Yeah. Nobody likes supernatural. Yeah, in I, my think, life. I think I you think know. the
0: fact that I hadn't watched Supernatural yet is what really allowed me to say yes to that.
1: Really, what I wanted to do was me someone who knows about uh, everything about the show and someone who like knew nothing just like in our good Omens podcast yeah but you were the only one who said yes yeah i knew many things due to being in the fandom and making amvs yeah so yeah that's what happened like you said yes and i was like well i mean the opportunity has presented itself we shall commit to the bit and you know what i do think that it was with if it, it was with anyone else we would have done, like, I don't know, seven episodes and quit. Because, like, mm. you and I, I don't think we understood what we were getting ourselves into <laughs> yeah. when we started. Like, definitely not. Yeah. I don't I don't want to complain about, like, being, like, making a podcast. I like doing this. I really do. I like doing the podcast stuff. It is a lot of work, though. Mm-hmm. And, like, especially during the first, like, couple months, it's, like, we, we were doing two podcasts a week. Because we wanted to get it over with. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, at some point we realized that, like, okay, we can't keep on doing this because, like, it's actually difficult. Like, this is, like, so much work. And, like, it was working for me at the time. I was, like, I'm, I'm the editor and it was working for me at the time because, like, a lot of this stuff was, like, you're in your house, you know? Like, mm-hmm. our economy and our schools and everything hasn't opened up yet at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was very fast. Like, we came up with, like, the name and made, like, an official email and shit, like, the day of that conversation. Yeah. Like, I think within an hour. Yeah. 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 We committed very quickly. And yeah. But, and, yeah, it was pretty insane of us to do, given that we had never spoken we on the phone before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't even know what Crystal sounded like. So... Like I remember, you sent me like an example of what your audio would sound like, and then I heard it, and my immediate thought was like, "Holy shit! Like Grizzle really sounds like an American. Like Grizzle really sounds like an American." And like I think I replied to that audio clip like, "Oh my god, you're an American." <laughs> well, I was I was surprised. I was shocked to my core.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think it's yeah, really like a big luck situation. Yeah, it like, could have been. Yeah, good not speaking. Good. <laughs> yeah cuz like you can message someone and like have good rapport in messaging someone and like when you talk to each other it's like you just don't vibe or you like mm-hmm. you you don't understand each other well i mean i've had friends who like i have a british friend i've talked about <laughs> yeah. this so much i have a british friend like the first time we called we literally could not understand each other mm-hmm. like we were on the call She could see my face. I could see her face. I could see her lips mouthing the words, and I still couldn't understand anything. Like we had to type shit to each other. We had to message each other anyway (laughs) to be able to understand each other. I don't know. Good thing you have a viciously American (laughs) accent that I can understand, I suppose. For
0: fucking real. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That shit was crazy too. Like, I mean, for me specifically, like I'm I'm fluent in English, obviously, Mm -hmm. but being fluent in English in a way that People who don't also speak Filipino can understand is different than being fluent in like English the way I was at the time. Mm. When you're thinking, oh, I'm speaking English, but if I slip a Filipino word here and there, the person will still understand me. That's different from like speaking entirely in English. Mm -hmm. And like, it was very, very, very like, I was so scared that someone was going to point out my accent and it will like just destroy me completely. But just, you know, yeah. I think I've, I've grown out of that insecurity. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm funnier, too, because I'm less nervous about everything. Hell yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, pod- podcasting really is a journey. It was a journey. Yeah. We were crazy to do this. But you know what? It, it mean, worked out. It worked out. It will continue to work out, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I believe it. Yeah. So, yeah. I believe it, too. <laughs> We've been talking about ourselves for so long. Maybe it really I is an extravaganza. About-
1: <laughs> I love to talk about myself.
0: This is true? Yeah.
1: Well, that's actually the end of it. We we I, I love how we like ranked this. I mean, I ranked the questions, but like I ordered, ordered the questions them, yeah. to be like most relevant to the show to the least relevant to the Shogunovans. But now it just seems like I left the Water, Crystal and Grace backstory is like to, for last because it's the <laughs> most important. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it is. What yeah. if it
0: is? What if it is? Okay. So, so guess- yes. Yeah. Oh my god! We're not gonna like talk to like we're not gonna do this for like four years now, and like we'd like yeah, yeah with some of like some pod, people yeah. like are only rubbish pod listeners so like yeah. we won't I see know, them a lot of you guys don't listen to bad for pod. four years. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so sad. Yeah, that's I so sad. I will I will also, miss the asks.
1: Yeah, because we do get a lot more um, Tumblr like asks and interactions like that. Yeah. With rubbish. Fun, I mean, it's because every find, but... episode
0: of Good Omens is important so there are things to say Yeah, and, think and Bad pod is
1: like whatever for episode. Yeah. Like, even though I think we do have like a lot more listeners generally and pod like immediately. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. It's it's a different kind of show. Yeah. Which is fine. It's completely fine. But it was fun to like interact with like every single ask as if it was like a theological debate that we were
0: having. It was yeah. really it was really fun, like yeah. truthfully, yeah. Yeah. This was like a twenty four seven like engagement for me. Yeah, because also we were, like, talking about the episodes throughout the week all the time, too. And I was reading, like, Good Omens fic all the time during the week, too. But, like, it was great. It was great to have, like, a honeymoon with Good Omens for three months. And it was great that all of you audience people were there. Because, yeah, it was very nice to answer the asks and, like, think more about character interpretations and shit like that with all of you so
1: it's less about like the actual doing it and more like the mental like yeah (laughs) state that you have to be in to do it which is for me and crystal it really was like i wake up in the morning i message crystal (laughs) about zero yeah like it's that it was that serious for us yeah it was crazy this time was crazy
0: yeah yeah and i look forward to doing it again in four years or however long it takes for season three you think it'll take four years um he's writing it right now yeah and then if he finishes writing it by i would rather he take take his time to write it given that season two was bad and it was written fast in some amount of years yeah unless it gets canceled some amount of years which would be really funny If it gets cancelled, it
1: would be so funny if this is our last, like, <laughs> episode, and, like, all of it, it's like, oh my god, see you guys in four or so years. Yeah. And it just never happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's hope that that is not the case. That's it for this yeah. week's episode of Rubbish and Probably a Podcast. Next time in four years, we'll be talking about Season 3, Episode 1, which will probably be titled Fucking Raw on the Street. Leave us a rating <laughs> or a review wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Follow us on social media. We interact through the social media setup for our supernatural podcast, Bus Station Beauty. So we're on Tumblr at Busation Beauty Spot at Gmail uh, uh bus Beauty Spot dot Tumblr dot com and uh you can email us at busationbeauty spot dot gmail dot com. No, it's Busation No <laughs> What what the fuck is our email?
0: is Bust-di-ation it Bust-di-ation pod at, at, at gmail.com
1: <laughs> at gmail.com well okay and I would like to say that like just because we have released our final episode like you can still message us we'll oh, still oh yeah no we'll you should still, respond, still ask like, us early. things about
0: good Omens yes yeah literally if it's like yeah. two years later and you have a thought about Xerophil and Crawley and you're like I want to hear yeah. Crystal and Grey's opinion on this like I will be there
1: yeah and also like to like there are times throughout this recording that, like, our opinions have changed. So probably, like, some of the stuff we say here probably will change also. Yeah. That's just how thoughts go. Yeah. And, you know, contact us. We love the interaction. Like, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks to everyone who's donated to our Kofi at ko-fi.com slash pod See you guys next time in four fucking years. Bye! Bye!